Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet. Today we are going to have a party in r slash malicious compliance. If you like the show and want to support us, please check out our Patreon. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, why the heck not? But in the meantime, this episode is going to be awesome. So grab your tea, your popcorn, and let's dive right in. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the basement. Our first tape today was actually sent to us by someone on our Discord. If you're not a member of our Discord, you should go check it out. Anyway, Stars sent us this one over. The story's from the user, The Lightning Count One. You demanded my entire team be at the office for the 4th of July. Fine. Enjoy paying for the office party. So this starts on Monday, the 13th, as I receive an email from a VP, not over my department, or bad VP. I'm told that my team will be required on the 4th. I politely tell them, no, that our team has been scheduled this day off and people already have plans. My team is the IT team and, as many of you know, IT teams get shafted every time it can get shafted by the company. So over the course of a week, I let my team know what is happening. I let them know I have been reaching out to higher-ups to fix it. I also tell them that if their plans are ruined, I will make it right at work. Over the course of three meetings, it starts to look like things will not go my way. In response, I send an email to the CEO of the company. All of my higher-ups know I was going to do this and said I should do this as he is very family-oriented and that he would not allow anyone to work on a national holiday. Well, he's on vacation in the Bahamas until the 6th. But his assistant informed me he would look at this after he gets back, leaving me to repeatedly slam my face into the desk. So I tell everyone that it will be work from home and that we will be setting my cell phone as priority in the call routine, meaning I would get most of the calls. To be honest, I was expecting to receive almost zero calls, especially since I was the one asked to send out the notification that IT support would cover the 4th of July and I never sent the email. A day later, I was given another outrage. I was told in an email that my employees would be required to be at the office and no one was allowed to work from home. They would be checking the door badge-ins to verify we were at the office. I asked why in an email and they said that they wanted to make sure no one was playing video games at work. We normally work from home about two-thirds of the week and video game playing is a normal occurrence at work. So I walked into the person's office. 
After a very long conversation, where she was losing the logic war with me, she told me that it's just IT. You guys don't have lives? No, I'm not kidding you. This is exactly what she told me. I reported this to my VP who said, I'll take care of this. It likely won't be until after the 4th, so get creative. I know this man well. We have worked together a long time and get creative is code for corporate fuckery. I asked the person requiring us to be at the office if they cared if we had an office party. They said no as long as it did not interfere with the cool flow. Even suggested using my new company card to pay for it. Go wild! Pro tip, never tell me to go wild. At this point, it was Tuesday the 21st. I let everyone know what's up, but that I had something planned. I asked who had things planned for that day. Two people told me they were planning to shoot off fireworks with their family, but the rest were planning barbecues with friends. I write up an email to the VP over my department and the bad VP. I tell them all that I let everyone know. We were all expecting to work until 8pm Monday. Per the conversation with the bad VP, I will be having an office party as a sort of sorry to the guys and gals who got shafted by this decision. The bad VP replied again, Thank you for your understanding. Also, yes, I would expect an office party if I had to work on the 4th of July as well. So go wild and enjoy your time. Use your new company credit card if you need to cover a few expenses. Also, I should not have to remind you or anyone else, no fireworks or alcohol on the company property. So now it's time to tell you about my office. See, a while back, the IT team was moved from the main corporate office and into a smaller building by itself. It has a nice gaming break room, a decent-sized gym, and a full-on drink bar. Soft drinks, mind you, no alcohol at work. Out back is a big patio that crosses county lines as soon as you cross a small creek. A creek that just so happens to have a footbridge over it, leading to an empty field. I start making phone calls. Monday, June the 25th. I call up everyone into an hour early meeting that morning. I explained to them all that I will be making it right. I asked everyone to invite their friends and family to the office. No supplies will need to be brought by anyone. I tell them all that this will be non-alcoholic, but that I will be planning something for everyone. I told them to expect all food to be provided and they don't need to bring anything unless they want to bring some fireworks, i.e. they won't have to spend a dime. The fourth comes, and the entire day, we did absolutely no work. No tickets, no calls came in. Well, seven calls did come in, but from the same person. The bad VP. She was calling to make sure we were manning the phones. All of us were playing video games or watching movies. 6pm rolls around, and everyone was told the food was ready. People were expecting hot dogs, hamburgers, maybe some bratwurst or two. What they got was a full-on barbecue feast with pizza and other foods. There was smoking brisket, spare ribs, smoked sausage, smoked turkey, both kinds of tater salad, coleslaw, green beans with bacon and onion, potatoes au gratins, pizza from two different places, excellent hamburgers, and bratwurst hot dogs. On the dessert side was cake, very good cookies, four different kinds of pies, and about two pounds of fudge. Families and friends started showing up from around 6 to 6.15ish. Some brought alcohol, but I told them they would need to leave that in their car as I was not that crazy. 
Some were not too happy about that, but agreed as it was a free dinner for random strangers. So let me set the scene for you. I'm out there with all calls routed to my cell phone and everyone just having a good time. We have a ton of people there, just enjoying the fun night, chatting about random stuff, eating the food and occasionally lighting off some sparklers or throwing firecrackers into the stream. It's not stocked and it's only a foot deep. My VP, not the bad VP mind you, showed up with his family and brought some water balloons for the kids. And man-children. Around 8.30ish it's getting dark and people want to shoot off more than simple sparklers and firecrackers we'd been using. The VP over the IT department had everyone cross the footbridge over county line and off company property mind you, and we set up a big wooden board using it as our launch pad. We fired off what we had for an hour or two and sort of just hung out for a little while. At around this time people were tired and ready to go home. I told people to take home leftovers, within reason. We all clocked out at about 8 and no one left until about 10.30. The bad VP did call once more while we were out back at the party. It was 7.50 and she called asking for a status update. My exact words were, Well, you were the only one to call us today. The rest of us are on the back patio enjoying the 4th of July shindig. She simply acted like my boss and said, As long as no alcohol or fireworks are on company property, I don't care. We ate roughly half of the food catered, the rest was taken home, a small group volunteered to stay behind to clean up including my VP. We had a funny conversation about how this will make waves with the bosses, but he said he had my back and asked me how much this cost. I just gave him a sideways look, to which he laughed. Tuesday morning I submitted the expense report to my VP. This email would inevitably make its way over to the bad VP and up the chain to the CIO of the company. It would be a bad idea to give out the exact cost of the party, mind you, but I can tell you that because of this 4th of July party, new rules were put into place. Any expenses over £4,000 must be approved by the direct supervisor, VP over the department, and the full expense report must be sent to the financial department for review after the fact. Hint, the party cost over six grand. The barbecue was the most expensive part. I did not order from a low or mid-tier place. The place I ordered from has consistently been on the top 10 in the DFW listings for the past 30 years. I ate at that place so much I made friends with the owner. The best barbecue I have ever had. The pies and cakes were custom made by a bakery and the cookies were all made by a boutique cookie place. I had 10-12 to 12 packs of Coke, Coke Zero, Dr Pepper, Dr Pepper Zero, Pepsi and Pepsi Zero. I bought 5 pepperoni, 5 sausage, 5 cheese, 2 Hawaiian and 3 cheeseburger pizzas from one place and nearly the same number from another. Excluding the cheeseburger ones, which I subbed out for a different specialty pizza from the other place. The burgers were from an excellent burger place that did catering. I know that owner well. He brought his kids for the night of fun after he heard what was going to be happening. He was also the one who brought the brat dogs and recently added those to his menu. This was the most expensive office party in the history of the company. The only thing more expensive than this were some business meetings that the CEO rented private rooms in high-end restaurants for. As for the CEO, he was outraged. Not at the cost of the party, mind you. He knew that the party would not have been necessary if people had been allowed to go home. 
He was outraged that IT was the only group required to work on that day. When I submitted the logs showing how we received no real phone calls, no service requests, and that we basically watched movies and played video games during our shift, he had heard enough. He apparently sent out a scathing email about work-life balance and the importance of our holidays to everyone in upper management. It was kind of funny as people wanted me to get into trouble for what I did, but the reality is other departments have done similar things in the past, just not on the scale that IT did. The bad VP was admonished quite effectively and sent me an apology email. I forwarded it to the team with a strong hint to not reply. Then my VP let the CIO and the CEO know about what the bad VP had said. You guys don't have lives? The bad VP did actually confirm she said it in a meeting with her EVP. It did not go over well. I have never heard people yelling in an office meeting like that before. The CEO of the company came to our office and yelled at her. Not sure if she was fired, but she's not at work today. In the Active Directory, she doesn't have the down arrow of death, so I'm not 100% what happened to her. I know she lost whatever clout she had at this company with her attitude. If anything more happens, I will update. But so far it looks like the fallout from this is I caused some new rules to go into place about how much you're allowed to spend at one time. The bad VP may or may not have been let go slash forced to resign. I know she got yelled at. Strangely, there is now no longer any pushback for my bid to get everyone back to working from home. P.S. Please stop asking me where the restaurants are. I'm not going to be doxing myself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, seeing as I live in a basement and don't know where I'm being kept, I don't have to worry about doxing myself. So our next story is from New Expression 5724. You want to escalate to tier 3 support? Okay, there's a process for that. Let's do it. I worked in customer support for a tech firm, and if I may say so, the company is good at it, and I'm good at it. We have customer satisfaction stories and data to prove it. Our customer support is what gives us a competitive advantage in our marketplace and makes us very profitable. One day, I get a phone call from a customer. I say, hello, my name is... And his response is, I want to talk to third tier support. Okay, well, we have a process for that. What seems to be the problem? No, you don't understand. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to third tier support. Actually, I do understand. You want to talk to third tier support. I'm setting that up, but there are a few questions I have to ask you, and if you don't know the answers to those questions, then they aren't going to call you. They're going to ask me to call you back to get those answers. So what seems to be the problem? He explains to me the problem. Uh, okay, have you tried this? No, you don't understand. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to third tier support. You know, 
the guys who aren't working from a script. Um, I assure you, sir, I'm not working from a script. Have you tried this? Yes, I did. Now, may I talk to third tier support? Have you tried that? Yes, I did. Now, may I talk to third tier support? My problem isn't on your script. There is no script for this problem. I'm asking you this question because I thoroughly understand our devices and I know from previous experience that that might solve your problem. Have you tried this other thing? What makes you think that this other thing is going to solve the problem? Well, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and I have a pretty good idea of how these things work, so I thought this other thing might solve your problem. Look, I have a master's degree in computer science. I want to talk to somebody in third tier support. Now, I do not want to disrespect computer scientists because computer science is a hard field to get into, but everybody should understand that there is a big difference between computer scientists, computer programmers, system administrators, database administrators, network administrators, cybersecurity analysts, program managers, and customer support people. <gasps> Computer scientists do research on artificial intelligence, algorithms, compiler designs, large databases, and other theoretical topics. Those are important topics. Computer programmers, by way of contrast, write computer programs. They need to know about computer science topics, but computer science is a means, not an end. The same is true of all the other specialities that I mentioned. He may be a really, really good computer scientist, but that does not make him a network administrator or a system administrator. Those are different specialities. Somebody who says, I have a master's degree in computer science, I don't need to talk to you, knows a great deal about what he knows, but doesn't know what he does not know. I've been around for long enough to know that there is a great deal I don't know. Just try this other thing, and if that doesn't work, I'll give you third tier support. Promise? Promise. I can hear him typing away in the background, swearing and cursing. I can hear when he hits the return key because it's a hard hit. Then he picks up the phone and says, It's working now. Great. You still want me to escalate to third tier support? Then I got a torrential outpour of expletives. Since this is a family channel, I won't give you details here, but rather leave it to your imagination, gentle readers. Then he hung up on me. Wouldn't you know it, he got a customer satisfaction survey and I got straight zeros. I called into my boss's office and we had a conversation about the call. He was upset, and I can't say I blame him because he also got graded on our survey scores. He called in some third tier support people to listen to the recording, for training and quality assurance purposes, and they said I did everything right. He, me, did not deserve that rating. He also said that there was no way I deserved that abuse and that that survey should be tossed out. Unfortunately, the rules are the rules, and that score counted. So I lost my quarterly bonus, a couple of thousand dollars. However, the big boss felt awful about the whole affair, so he and his wife took my wife and me out to dinner at the most expensive restaurant in town. We had a lovely time. At the end of the evening, I noticed that he paid for the meal with his personal, not his corporate card. I asked him about that. His response was golden. I'm in a position where I could probably get away with it, but that wouldn't be right. What happened to you wasn't right either. This dinner is my way of making up to you as best as I can. 
and I figured if I'm going to do that, I might as well take my wife and your wife along. Why not? He knew I was married because I have a ring. I love that guy. Worked for him for years. I would have liked a couple of thousand dollars, but the acknowledgement that I had been screwed was a good second place. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And please, go leave the show a review. Why not? It's basically a customer satisfaction survey for me. And I love five stars. The five stars you're going to leave, right? You're only going to leave five stars. If you're not going to leave five stars, don't bother. But if you're going to leave a five-star review, please leave a review for the show. <laughs> Pretty please. All right, guys, until the next episode, peace out. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.